Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, usually, again, for the last two episodes, usually I record by 3 p.m. Uh, I do apologize. This week has been crazy. So has last week getting ready to start school for the kids. But just know that I'm still going to be recording every Sunday. Uh, usually if it's not at 3 p.m., it's going to be still that Sunday. So bear with me as I make some adjustments to my schedule. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining in. And again, today we have a great discussion um, on the freedom in confession. I wanted to talk to you about the freedom in confession. And so as our usual custom, I'm going to go ahead and saturate this atmosphere with uh, some song, a song of praise and worship. And then we're going to get right into our discussion today. So again, thank you for joining. So yes, I hope you are making room for God today. That song really, really 
segues in. It's a good segue into our conversation and our discussion today. I really want to draw your attention to Psalm 32. And it says, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct and teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, O you who are upright in heart. Man, that is so much meat in there. And this is what David was saying. He said, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. And then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So the truth of the matter is, and when you we think about sin, we always want to have a list or name some things. What you need to be mindful of when you think about sin is anytime you, we as humans, we miss the mark, right? As humans, we don't always get it right. As humans, we make mistakes. We have failures. We make bad decisions. We make bad choices. So when when you think about sin, don't think just about a list of things. Think about missing the mark. And think about this. Am I becoming who God has created me to be? Am I becoming the woman, the man that God has called me to be? Because a lot of times, if we be honest, we've went our own way. Even after we accepted Christ in our heart, we've done our own thing and it's brought and invited trouble into our life. And so I wanted to have this dialogue about the importance of confession, right? The title of this discussion today is Freedom in Confession. And so um, I I liken confession to you getting in the shower and soaping up and rinsing off, right? Because the dirt of life gets on us. The grime, the grit, the dirt of life gets on us. The 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 culture gets on us. The um what's going on socially sometimes gets on us. And if we're not really on, if we're not being honest, a lot of times we're carrying around a lot of grime and a lot of dirt, and we're missing the mark because we're not 
doing this wash and clean, wash and rinse process, which I call confession. Confession is a way for us to continually pour out to God so that he can rinse us off so that we can keep becoming who he's called us to be. So a lot of times when we look at confession, we think it's just an admission. We don't like to admit um, that we're wrong. We live in a, a society and a culture and a world that is full of pride and ego and self-righteousness. And so we got to be careful of bringing that stench before God, because all through the scripture, it talks about if you would confess, I will restore you. If you would confess. And so confession, if you would look at it as a cleansing that God wants to do. And the Bible says that we actually should die daily, right? We should die daily to ourselves, daily to this flesh so that we can walk in God's spirit and that we can be pleasing in his sight. It's not about people. It's not about judgment. It's about you making room for God and inviting him into those areas of your life so that he can continue to do the work on the inside of you so that you can be who he called you to be and walk in the purpose that he's called you to walk in. And so I remember years ago when I first got saved and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you this story and it's a really a transparent story, but I really want to share it because this is evidence of us really inviting God into our situation, even though it's a bad situation. So years ago, I mean, I remember I had rededicated my life to God at 16 years old and really was gung ho for Christ 16 got into church. My parents weren't churchgoers. So I wasn't raised in a Christian household. I I got saved while I was in foster care. Uh, so there was a lot of trauma in my life. And over the years, I've had to learn how to walk, walk with God and really be um, honest and invite him into certain areas of my life to heal those areas. And so I was 16 working at McDonald's, one of my very first jobs, and there was a store manager there, and he was probably around five years older than me, and he would take me home, and in the process, I had turned 17, and uh, like I said, a year prior, I had rededicated my life to Christ and really was gung-ho, but I found myself, this man was married, and he was separated from his wife. And he would, you know, we became friends, you know, there wasn't nothing really going on, but then I started developing feelings beyond friendship. And as I developed these feelings, I didn't really want to be the cause of the demise, the complete demise of his wedding, I mean, of his marriage, even though he was separated, he was already separated. So there was already trouble in in the camp, right? But he would take me home and we began to talk and we began to really like each other and I developed these feelings and I was so convicted. I felt just like David said in his passion, this passage, uh, that when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin. So, and here's the thing I hadn't sinned, but I really had sinned in my heart. I really hadn't done any physical sinning but I had, I was sitting in my heart because I, I had developed these emotions for this married person. And I remember going to God saying, Lord, I'm human. I have these feelings. Can you help me? Because I understand the covenant of marriage. I'm a 17 y'all. I was 17. Um, and you know how you are at 17. 
you got puppy love. It's kind of like a puppy love type thing going on. And I developed feelings. And like I said, nothing physically happened. I think the only thing that the only boundary that we cross is we kiss one time. And I remember when I began to pray and say, Lord, help me, because I don't want to be the cause of somebody really getting um, really making a decision to end their marriage. And I had to, you know, what? as I prayed, I was really led to. I was seeking to do what's right. I was in prayer. I was seeking to do the right thing in that situation. I was seeking God's guidance in that situation. And, and you know what? God led me during that time to cut off the relationship. I, he said, you can't even be friends with him because your feelings are beyond friendship. And so if you're going to do the right thing, you have to really cut this relationship off. And that's the same thing in life, whatever we're dealing with that we know that's not pleasing to God. First of all, we got, when we, when we, when we end up in a situation, we got to invite God into the situation. We got to invite God in and be honest about, um, the human feelings and emotions that we're struggling with. And we really need to seek his guidance and we really need to be honest. And that's what, that's the whole purpose of that confession is us coming clean with God, us really inviting God into our humanity and into those areas of temptation that come up in our life because they will come up. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, what you believe, there's always going to be temptation, temptation to do something that you know that's not automatically right. And in your heart of hearts, no one has to actually tell you, you already know that this is not the way you should go. You already know these are not the feelings you should have. You should already know. So we live in a culture that says, just do what you feel. But a lot of times if we be honest, sometimes that we done, when we've done what we felt, it led us down a road that it was hard to recover from. So I really wanted to take this time today and really encourage you um, to exercise this confession. Um, temptation in itself is not a sin, Right. Because we're going to be tempted in our humanity, but giving in to the temptation is, and all sin is, is us missing the mark and not getting it right. And just be honest, sometimes we don't get it right. There's been many times, even in my walk and relationship with God, that I have missed the mark. And I have to invite God into those areas and really lay those areas at the altar of his feet and really give him room to help me in those areas, right? Invite him in and really make room for him to be God in that circumstances, to be God in my life, to be um, the author and the finisher of my faith, to be Lord in my life. I have to invite him in and I have to be willing to admit without any ego, without any pride that I need him. And that sometimes I didn't get it right. Sometimes I didn't follow your word. Sometimes and that conviction, that's what David said. He said, your hand was heavy upon me. He said, I felt such conviction. I felt such conviction. And it's dangerous for you to be in a place where you no longer feel conviction over the things that you know that you're doing and the emotions that you have don't please God. I'm not talking about people again. I'm talking about us, the believer, the followers of Jesus Christ that seek to serve him and honor him with our life. And that's why there's such freedom in confession. Let me take you over to James 5 and 16. 
And I hope you don't mind today if I do a little bit of teaching, because that's really what's on my heart. Because I want to talk about the freedom in confession, because if you never confess, you never invite God in. You never allow him to be Lord over your life. You never be allow him to be Lord over those circumstances. You never give those circumstances. So now you're the ruler of your life. You're not allowing God. So he can't be glorified in areas where you won't allow him. Let me say this again. He can't be glorified in areas that you won't allow him to come in and rule and reign in your life. We got to allow him to rule and we say that he's our savior if we say that he's lord over our life then we should be willing to lay the burdens lay our cares at his feet and allow him to rule in those areas of our life that we know we, we're tempted and we know we're weak in and we know that we keep um kind of getting stuck in these areas that and we know it's not pleasing to god because there's a heaviness there's a burden there's you know, when we talk about guilt and shame, I think guilt and shame come when you don't respond to the conviction, right? When you feel the heaviness, when you feel that you were wrong, when you feel that you made an error, and instead of you coming to God and pouring out, you're just carrying around all of this baggage. I think that's when the guilt and shame come in. And I'm saying that God wants us to be free today. And so there's such freedom in confession. And that's the one of the one of the things that we as the believer, the Bible says we can come boldly to his throne. So no, in the Old Testament, what they did was sacrifice animals and they would put the sins on the head of the goat and then cut off the head of the goat. They, you know, the priest had to do all of these things. But in the New Testament, Jesus is our priest. And so we can come boldly to him. The, the veil has been torn and so we have access now and we can go in for ourselves, and we can sit at the feet of jesus and allow him to wash us under his word and allow him to cleanse us through the power of his word so that we can continue to walk and live a life pleasing to him okay so let's look at james 5 and 16 and i'm gonna wrap up and i hope you guys have been blessed as i wanted to talk about the power I'm sorry, the freedom in confession today. So hopefully you bear with me or you, you're getting something out of this um, today because I just wanted to pour out. Um, and as God continues to give me, give me what to say on these Sundays to really help you be strengthened in your faith. Then that's what I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share what he puts on my heart to share with you so that you may be strengthening your faith. Hopefully that's okay, right? <laughs> okay, so James 5 and 16. This is our last scripture today. And then we getting ready to wrap up. And I hope you guys have been blessed today. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. And so that's there is still some power. So even though Jesus is our high priest, we also have a support system in the body of Christ. And so we can capitalize on that support system when we pray for one another. We capitalize on that support system when we learn how to confess and pray to one another. And really, this requires you to have a trusted relationship where people are not going to just 
you know, condemn you, but they're going to help encourage you and help you be strengthening your faith when you share with a brother and sister what your struggle is. And so here's another good thing. You don't have to struggle alone in the family of Christ. You have this support system and, and in this support system, when we pray for one another, the Bible says, do this. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There is some healing that you're not going to get in, in a silo by yourself. You need support. You need to be a part of the family of God. There are There's some healing that takes place when we gather together, when we come and join together and we confess to one another, then we're strengthened in our faith to walk a life and live a life that's pleasing to God. So I hope you guys got something out of this today. And we're going to wrap up. As always, I hope you were encouraged. I hope that your hearts were stirred up. I hope this provided some introspection for you because on this podcast, it's all about us striving to please God. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up, but I want to encourage you to practice confession in your life as a believer. I want to encourage you to lay those things that you're struggling with at the feet of Jesus and continue to make room for him. Is that all right, everyone? Brothers and sisters, thank you again. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit where we strive, we strive to please God. We strive and we hunger. The Bible says that we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. So I hope you were challenged. I hope you were strengthened in your faith today. You all, let's go ahead and worship a little bit as we end this session. And my question to you as I leave this podcast, let me leave this thought with you. Are you making room for God in the areas of your life where you're tempted? In those areas where you know you've missed the mark, are you making room for God so that you can be pleasing to him? That's what confession is. It's really, to me, making room for God and allowing him to be Lord in our life so that we can be pleasing in his sight. You guys... Be blessed. Go ahead and share this podcast with your family and friends if you find it uplifting and encouraging and empowering and edifying. Go ahead and share it and tune in next week as we dive into our next discussion and we seek to follow after Christ and live a life to please him. All right, you guys. Be blessed.
Yeah. <laughs> 